0: Good morning. Um, You probably would tell, the the visitors would tell from my accent that I'm not English. And I've been living in England for the last two and a half years. And one of the joys of my stay here in this country is going to a stadium and enjoying the... Do you know what? I go to the stadium and I'm more fascinated by the way the fans cheer for their teams, and I get distracted, and I stop watching the players, and uh, it's a new experience for me. But some songs are funny that they sing, and some songs have got cider in. And I don't get that. But... um, Today we're going to th- think a little bit about this song. And as I was coming to church this morning, I was like thinking, I bet there are so many songs in this culture written about the weather. Um, do you remember four weeks ago that you had that nice three days and a half of sun spell? I said to my mother-in-law, I said, you should write this in calendar because it's not going to be like this till October. (laughs) And oops, I've meant it. But today we're going to think a little bit about this song and about David writing this song. I'm, I'm not a songwriter, I'm not a musician, but I think that when people write their songs, they've got something to say. They've got something to express something about themselves something about their experience their life stories and today we we're going to deal with with a song that David King David um, is going to um, express in a special way now you should be very pleased that I changed my topic yesterday, because um, I was going to deal... I mean, as a church, we're going through Book of Psalms, Songs of David. So, I've changed my theme. But, do you know, when you have those bad songs that get stuck in your head, we've got a CD that we play in the car. And some songs... Well, for Amelia, I should say, for her daughter. And... You know, After listening to the CD for the 175th time, you realize that some of the songs, what's the whole point of them? And, but the problem is that it's these bad songs that they get stuck to you and to your head and you cannot get rid of them. Now, David, in the psalm that James kindly read for us, has got a different kind of song. And he wants for this good song to get stuck, not only with him, but also with other people. Because David, being this big king, has realized that even in his abilities and powers, there are some things in his life that he cannot control. Because life is a complex thing and it's filled with joys, it's filled with depression, it's filled with moments of worshipping God, but it's filled also with moments with difficult and despair moments. And I think David is aware of that because he wants to express Throughout the 150 Psalms, but particularly in this one, that in the complexity of life, uh, he is also reflecting that he cannot do it without God. He starts with the first three verses. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. So, as David is writing this song, he is celebrating God's walk with him. He's celebrating his relationship with God. And it's very important to note here that he's not seeing this relationship from the human side, what he has done. But he's seeing this walk with God, this walk of God with David, from God's perspective. You are my God. You are my King. I will bless your name. Your greatness is unsearchable. Because David knows that God has met him in a special way. And I'm sure there are many of us today that we know that that God has met us in a special way so when we praise him we express our delights in God of who he is God of himself now Hebrew poetry is a bit different because instead of working like the English poetry or Albanian like rhyme and rhythm uh, Hebrew poetry works more on the basis of parallelism. So that's why it makes sense, even when it's translated. Whereas if you translate an, an English poetry in a different language, it's quite a challenge. Praise. David is praising God. Because he's got this sense of joy of who God is and how deeply he is committed to his people. But David goes on to do something else. And in his song that he writes, he says, One generation shall commend your works to the other. And shall declare your mighty acts. They shall speak of your mighty awesome deeds. And I will declare your greatness. David is concerned about the legacy. David is concerned about this legacy of his walk with God. That they make sure that they tell it to their children. That they speak to other people. That they speak to the next generation. Because he knows that David's walk with God may be personal. But it's not private. And one thing that I've noticed from the English culture, is that religion is a very private thing. We talk about politics. We talk about our views on economics. We talk about our football teams. But when religion comes into the picture, some people are a bit reserved. But not all of them. I just wanted to challenge the Cairns Road body of believers, including myself, when when we think about our authenticity of our go, of our walk with God. Now, David is concerned about the next generation. is concerned about sharing God's greatness with other people. I've got some questions for myself, and I would like to involve you with that. Am I a role model in my walk with Christ for Amelia, who is my daughter, on my attitude of trusting God for all the different areas of my life? What about you? Apart from me coming to church on Sundays and doing the churchy stuff during the week, is there something more that I can show to my children that I really love God? What about you? Can Amelia spot out that in my relationship with people from the church, love is not a cliché word, but it's tangible. It's real. It's happening. How does Amelia perceive my reaction to all the drivers on Barclay Road? Perhaps this is a wake-up call. I said earlier on that religion is a private thing in this country, but it's not that private. So my challenge for you this morning is that let's bring God's, let's bring God's greatness in our meal conversations. When we have to make a family decision And let's not stop telling our children, the next generation, why did we believe in God in the first place? And what has kept us being where we are, following Him today? I'm talking from experience now. There is nothing worse than having To raise a generation without God in the picture. Albania was there 20 years ago. And is still struggling. I'll repeat that again. There is nothing worse than raising a generation without God in the picture. I don't say this lightly. Now, since we are at the Albanian story, I just want to say to you that, yes, people may be private, but they're not that reserved sometimes. Some of them are curious too, and I've met a lot of curious people here to to ask questions about God and stuff like that. But I've got a funny one from Albania. I remember then we were driving on an A road, bumpy road, dusty road, with our church van. Now we've got we used to have a van in our church and the name of the church back home is called the Church of Disciples. And one of our drivers decided to put adhesive letters throughout the all four corners to make sure that we We were known. Our presence in the city was known. So it was church of disciples in all the corners of the car. Now, I went to pick up some stuff in a different city. And as I was driving back, I had this... I saw these blue flashing lights come behind me. And the siren going on and stuff like that. So I was like, ooh, okay. I... I... On that particular dre- day, I had been driving very carefully, <laughs> and, and I thought, "What's going on?" So I had my friends on my right, and it was the, the, the police car pulls, and it didn't ask us to stop. Just rolled down the window and made me sign to roll down my window, and the question was, "What does disciple mean?" And now I had had three seconds to think of a quick question so I could get rid of them. So I said, a pupil, a student, a follower of Christ. He rolled up the window and off they went. Now, I don't know what was going on between those three officers in the car. Maybe they've placed a bet on it. But people are curious. And... They want to know. They think that what is different about you. Now, I said from the start that this psalm is a celebration. David is celebrating his God and his walk with him. And He wants also for this celebration to to be passed on the next generation. So I just want to take this opportunity to say that we also are celebrating today with Dan and Helen. Because not only of the joys of the new life in Rupert, but also because they have been brave enough to say that we want for Rupert to be raised with God in the picture. Now that takes some guts. And we want to celebrate today with you, Dan and Helen. Where is Helen? There and Rupert that you have made this decision. that the reason why they want to do this is because they themselves have experienced something of this Jesus in their life that they aspire, they desire for Rupert to have as well. Now, when we talk about Jesus Christ, I know that there are a lot of caricatures Caricatures there, but when I talk about Jesus Christ, I talk about the Son of God. I talk about that Jesus who, 2000 years ago, decided to take on flesh and come and become one of us. I'm talking about that Jesus that who lived the life on this earth without any sin. And who in the end of his life was treated as a criminal. I'm talking about the Jesus that the Bible says that he loved the world. I'm talking about that Jesus that went to the cross and died for the sins of all the world. And I'm talking about that Jesus, whom we celebrated three Sundays ago with Easter, that God resurrected, got risen, just because of the victory that God gave through him. And this is the Jesus that we want For Rupert, we've prayed for Rupert this morning to know. Now, Jesus is inviting everyone, though. And I'd like to read this psalm again in the end, but before that, I'd like to read verse 18 and 19. And it says, The Lord is near to all who call him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him, and he also hears their cry and saves them. I just want to read or share a story from the Bible. There was a guy called... Bartimaeus, Mark chapter 10. And Jesus enters his city. He was living in Jericho. This Bartimaeus was a beggar. And the only reason why he was a beggar was because he was blind. He was an outcast. And the beggars in those days used to sits on the entrance of the city for the people who came in and go out to give alms to them. So Bartimaeus hears that somebody is coming to his city, his town. And he wants to meet this guy. Bartimaeus hears that Jesus is coming, Jesus of Nazareth. But because he was an outcast, nobody had time for him. And even the disciples thought that Jesus, even, did, even Jesus didn't have time for him. And Bartimaeus says, well, I'll give it a try. And when I hear that Jesus' crowds is coming, I'm going to cry out, I'm going to shout. And he says, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped. He called him to himself. And he said, What do you want me to do for you? And Batumiah said, Rabbi, Let me recover my sight. I want to see. And Jesus says, go your way. Your faith has made you well. The Lord is near to all who call him. To all who call him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. And also hears their cry and saves them. Now, I don't know many of you here today. And I don't know where you stand with God. But I just want to make sure that I tell you. That God loves you. And God is expecting for you to call him. Now, I've made this call 20 years ago when I... Ask God to be the Lord and God of my life. And no regrets. No regrets. Jesus has never let me down. And Jesus wants to do the same thing for your life today. And I'm sure that you will have questions. Do not hesitate to come and talk to any of us who are leading here today. Or explore this as we take part in this little lunch that we've got here today after church service. But let's make God part of our conversation. Let's make sure that we join with David in his celebration of his walk with God. In his celebration of telling of God's greatness to the next generation. And his celebration That God is faithful and great. Glory be to God.